I need to apologize to you. I was wrong. Let me explain. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. We're dapping it up on this Friday with Daryl Dapperts, Montgomery Radio veteran on the Friday edition of the show. Daryl, you and I were talking on the phone earlier as we were preparing for this show, and you pointed out something to me. You pointed out saying, hey, is Arkansas's rush defense statistically as good as everybody's talking about? Because I just ran with it, Daryl. Hugh Freeze talked them up at his Monday presser. Other Auburn shows that I listen to have been saying similar things about how stout Arkansas is at stopping the run. So I just believed it. I've been saying the same thing all week. But you question things, Daryl, and I love that. I love that about you. And I think when you actually look at the numbers, I don't think that's really actually true. I think they're fine against the run, but they're not as good as another narrative that has popped up. So here's here's some of the numbers to, to think about here, Daryl. On the season, Arkansas is allowing 137 yards on the ground per game, which isn't bad, right, which isn't bad. Sounds impressive at first. <clears throat> sure. When you look at the six games they've played in conference play, LSU ran for 189. Mississippi State ran for 120. That's that 7-3 game. Bama ran for 177. A&M ran for 204. Ole Miss ran for 196. And then Florida ran for 112. Of course, their win this past Saturday. So that's 163 yards on the ground per game, which that's about 30 more than what they typically average. But when you look at the six SEC teams that they've played, what they typically run for, what they've ran for per game on the season, it's dang close. It averages to like 160 on the ground per game. So across conference play, teams are rushing for what they typically run for across the whole season. So, Darrell, let me ask you this. If, if Auburn does that, if this trend continues, which I think six conference games is a pretty large sample size at this point, of the season, Auburn's at Auburn's rushing for 190 per game. And so if this stays true, Auburn's going to rush for about 190 on Saturday. And if that happens, I personally think Auburn wins this game. Great point. And I think, and I know you, if you're taking the whole thing in the totality, it's not fair to pull Mississippi State's numbers out. But they have the benefit of having the Mississippi State yards per average in Arkansas's average, and they're the, one of the worst rushing teams in the SEC. So you take that low outlier out, and really they're giving up about 170, 180 yards a game, and that's right in Auburn's wheelhouse. I mean, Auburn, you're right. If they just rush for what if, – if Auburn rushes for what they normally do because that's what Arkansas is giving up, they go for 190. And I severely like Auburn's chances. If they run for 190 and just even throw it for 150 efficiently, I really like Auburn's chances to go on the road and win this game. I'm with you. I'm with you. And so just the, this narrative <clears throat> popped up that Arkansas is good at stopping the run. And I assume that's because Hugh Freeze talked about that at his Monday presser, which I don't know what else he's supposed to say, so that, that that's fine. Auburn's allowing 164.3 yards on the ground per game. And to me, these are the numbers that I think matter. I think if Auburn can slow Arkansas down, 
and do what they typically do on the ground to what they've done over the, over the season, especially those last few games. To me, if Auburn's able to win on the ground, it's 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 got a good situation for this this. I guess it's an upset. They're not favored to win, so if they're going to pull off this upset, that's what they need to do. Yeah, I think that we've learned what Auburn's identity is. You know, we've yeah. talked about it. Seemed like it was taking a little bit of the season with the shuffling of quarterbacks and what they are, mm-hmm. what their identity is on offense, <clears throat> and it starts with Jarquez Hunter in the running game. Sure, <clears throat> that's when they're the most successful. That's when they can do things and play off the running game. So I would say this. Let's even drill down those stats even more and be more realistic. Auburn's running attack is potent. We've already seen that. They've run it for 200 yards against freaking Georgia. If you can do that, it's not a fluke. Auburn's running attack is more in line with LSU and Ole Miss's than it is Florida's and Mississippi State. It's actually Go better than Ole Miss's. Like yes. Ole Miss is running for one. Ole Miss, LSU running for one ninety. Yeah, yeah, and look what LSU and Ole Miss did against Arkansas's defense. So Auburn's running attack is more in line and similar to that than they are the low lying, you know, statistic of Mississippi State and Florida. So I think at the end of the day, Auburn could exceed one ninety. They could break the two hundred yard. Uh, mark as far as rushing is concerned and have a really successful running day like they did against Vanderbilt. Yeah, to me, that's the key. And there's going to be a lot of folks that say, well, sure, they did it against Vandy and they did it against Mississippi State. And I just don't see that big of a difference between those two teams and Arkansas. In fact, it's kind of funny that that's the argument. It's like, well, Mississippi State went to Fayetteville and won. Transitive property in college football is irrelevant, but still, it's just like I, I, I don't fully get that argument. Uh, Arkansas is a bottom half team in the SEC, just like these other teams are, and and those are the teams that Auburn's been able to line up against. You look at the Cal, you look at Vandy, you look at Mississippi State. The the teams that Auburn have a better roster than, they've won, and I think Auburn, from top to bottom, has a better roster than Arkansas. I think Arkansas has probably got the better quarterback and they've probably got some defensive guys that stand out, but all in all from top to bottom, I like Auburn's roster more than Arkansas's. And to me, that's a big reason why I think Auburn wins on Saturday. Two things can be true at the same time. The narrative that Auburn is going to lose the game and all the naysayers and doom and gloomers that say they're going to get beat. That's absolutely ridiculous based upon the fact that to say, well, all they've done is beat Vanderbilt and, and Mississippi State. Well, like you said, Arkansas, statistically and standings-wise, is right there with Mississippi State and Vanderbilt. So it would it would be safe to say that you would expect the same results. On the flip side, there's nothing wrong with being concerned about this game, not thinking it's going to be an automatic W, feeling like it's going to be a game that goes well into the fourth quarter. It is an absolute dogfight. Because Arkansas's history this year has shown they've been in almost every game they've played, and they're coming off a win at Florida, that I would feel better about this game had they lost that game because of psychologically and emotionally, I think Arkansas would have been ready to fold their tent. They would have nothing to play for. No bowl game. Now they have the carrot of the bowl game still there if they win out, which I think will propel them to not fold their tents, to not be so – flat, unemotional. Mm-hmm. They, they've got a little bit of 
life and hope. And so that's why this game scares me. There's nothing wrong with being scared about it, but still thinking Auburn should prevail. This just automatically conceding it and saying, well, they've only beat Vanderbilt, Mississippi State. Now they're playing Arkansas. Arkansas ain't Georgia. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's a different situation. So I get it. It's on the road. That's why I fully expect it to be a battle. I, I yeah. really do. I think it's going to come down to, 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 you know, late in the fourth quarter. I think it's going to be a dogfight. Yeah, I or do a too. big fight. Whatever you uh, want to call it. Sure, whatever. Yeah, I, I'm with you. And I'm glad that you bring that up because a lot of people are saying like, oh my gosh, Auburn fans are so arrogant for thinking this way. And I was like, that's fine, whatever. But the if you want to pick Auburn to lose this game, and Auburn very well could lose this game, I'm totally okay with that. But for all the reasons that have popped up this week, I, I don't think that's why Auburn's going to lose. I, I think if Auburn were to lose, it's because it, it would be because KJ Jefferson plays his tail off or Auburn just absolutely flutters on offense on the road because that's what we've seen so far. And folks, I mean, you can say that they played well against Fandy on the road, but that was a home game. You were there. You talked about it directly after the game. That really felt like a home game for Auburn. So if you want to use those arguments, I'm cool with it. But to say Arkansas suddenly this great team because they beat Florida, which is what I'm seeing everywhere. No. I, I don't think that makes sense. I don't think that's the argument for why Auburn will lose. I, I do think it's possible that you see some kind of signature game for Travis Williams, the defensive coordinator for Arkansas. Like I do think that's an X factor that probably hasn't been discussed as much on this show. You know he wants to get this win. You know this game means something for him. I think those are reasons Auburn could lose but not because of stuff that we've been talking about this week. Arkansas is not all of a sudden this great team because they beat Florida. Uh, I just, I can't stress that enough. But if you want to pick Arkansas to win, you can, but don't cite because they look good against Florida. The reasons why Auburn can get beat, sometimes we overthink the crap out of this, and it's really simple. You touched on it. If Auburn has an offensive performance like they did against Cal, they get beat. If Auburn gets into the 20s and plays like they've been playing the last couple weeks offensively and gets in the upper 20s, lower 30s, yeah. they win the game. It's just it's that simple. To For Arkansas to beat Auburn, I think Arkansas is going to have to hold, hold Auburn in the low 20s or high teens. Mm-hmm. If Auburn does that, they'll have a chance to get beat. If they don't, I think they come out on top. <clears throat> All right. What are some potential matchups of concern or that could help Auburn win? On Saturday, the quarterback situation needs to be discussed. We talk about that next right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience is what brings home the winning trophy and also keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and keep it uh, suited up for peak performance. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride or die every time or you get your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Shout out to the USA. Today's show also brought to you by our friends at Auburn med aesthetic guys we've all been there it's the day of or the day before an anniversary or a birthday or some sort of event that's popped up you're like oh my goodness i need to get her something and hey the holidays are right around the corner 
as well. Could be a great uh, stocking stuffer there with the solution of auburnmedaesthetics.com. You can get a gift card for Botox, facials, laser treatments to help your wife, girlfriend, fiance, significant, significant other feel incredible. They will love meeting with Dr. Nancy Herring or her master esthetician, Circe Kelly. They've got a ton of experience in the med spa industry. They're the best med spa in East Alabama. They've also got Brotox, gentlemen, if you're into that sort of thing, which would be great. So head over to Auburn Med Aesthetics, the full-service med spa serving Auburn and gift card purchases are so easy at auburnmedaesthetics.com. It's perfect for last-minute gifts or gifts this holiday season. All right, Daryl Deprich, our guest on this Friday. I've been talking about the mismatch between Auburn's defensive front and Arkansas's offensive line, which is obviously going to be crucial for the run game. We've talked about whoever has the better running game is probably going to win on Saturday, just looking at the construction of these two teams. Outside of the quarterbacks, I kind of like Auburn in a bunch of different matchups. I like you know the front seven versus Arkansas's offensive line. I like Auburn's defensive backs against Arkansas's pass catchers. To me, you know, I don't like Auburn's wide receivers versus Arkansas's defensive backs, but I do think Auburn should be able to run on Arkansas. I think a lot of things point towards Auburn in this matchup. Yeah, the matchup, you know, mostly in the SEC, it goes back to the trenches. Sure. And if you have a decided advantage in the matchups along offensive and defensive lines, you should win the game. So, the skill positions, other than running back, <clears throat> Arkansas has got a big advantage. Probably their receivers better, the quarterback we know. But along the lines of scrimmage, Auburn's offensive line and defensive front, to me, have the advantage over Arkansas's. Yeah. When you combine that with the secondary playing at the level that it's playing at, it's going to be very difficult <clears throat> for Arkansas to get big chunk plays unless K.J. Jefferson gets them when plays break down. And obviously, Auburn – hopefully learned its lessons with how Jaden Daniels went off and is going to is going to kind of keep that in containment. So along the lines of scrimmage, I think I look for Auburn to probably get more sacks than they've had in any game this year. I could see them getting three or four sacks, maybe five, <clears throat> with the line, bringing linebackers, bringing safeties, the edge guys. And then I think Auburn's offensive line will do a good job of keeping Peyton Thorne upright and giving him some time and giving Hunter holes to run through, which we've learned from the press conference last week. He's being as patient as he's been all year, letting that inside zone play develop. If that happens, he could break off some big runs. Yeah. I mean, what kind of game is needed from Jarquez Hunter on Saturday in your mind? Because let's assume the work share is about the same. Let's assume mm -hmm. Damari gets a few touches. Let's assume Jeremiah Cobb gets his one touch that goes for a touchdown. I mean, what realistically, what type of expectation do we need of Jarquez Hunter? Because, I mean, he's not going to do what he did last no. week, this week, I don't think. But if he gets 120 well, to 140, I feel really good about this game. I think so, too, because I think you'll get – Thorne will have more yards. There wasn't, there wasn't a need for Thorne to pull it and get, and although it was there, I mean, it was, there were a couple times where if Peyton Thorne would have pulled it and not handed the ball off to Hunter, he could have had big gains because they were keen and crashing on Hunter so much. I think Thorne could have more yards rushing the football Saturday, and then I think a Batty, an Alston, and a Cobb 
will also have more yards. So I could see Cobb going for about 125, and the other four guys. Hunter, between, Hunter you mean? Hunter going Hunter, for 125? Yes, I'm sorry, Hunter for 125, and then Cobb, Batty, Austin, and Thorne going for 70 or 80 collectively and put Auburn over the 200-yard mark. Who's the receiver, do you think, that could possibly step up? I mean, we've seen Javarius Johnson kind of turn it up. Him. As, that's as exactly a play. It's, it's got It's got to be VAR at this yeah, point, right? Yeah. He, I think he's getting healthier. I think, you know, you, your first game back sometimes, there's a feeling out process. You're not 100%. There's a little bit of tentativeness to really cut and explode the way you should because you're worried about the injury. <clears throat> I think having a game under his belt and having the reps – I look for him to to go off and feel really comfortable and be the guy in the passing game. Yeah, I think so, too. Because if you're Arkansas and it's a passing situation, like who do you cover? You you make sure Rivaldo is accounted for. And after that, if I'm a defender, I'm thinking, okay, six. They're, go, they're going towards mm -hmm. Javarius Johnson. Then after that, it kind of seems like there's a drop-off. I mean, the love and attention for Jay Fair has fizzled out a little bit, it seems like. Shane Hooks didn't get a target. In fact, there were a lot of people saying that Shane Hooks didn't play, and like that's that's not true. He played a decent match, just wasn't targeted. So to me, it's it's the slot receivers and Rivaldo if you're a defender. And and I don't know, I don't know really who else could potentially be the guy that could step up and help Auburn on Saturday, which is an issue. Maybe a back out of the backfield. Look for that because if they start keying downfield on Fairweather and, and Var, a Cobb, a Hunter, a Batty coming out of the backfield on wheel routes, screen passes, swing passes could be big. Yeah, I feel like that's been there. Haven't really gone to it a whole lot, but you know, you know, Hugh Freeze wants this one. I mean. Mm -hmm. I talked about it yesterday, but just the emotional difference between six and six and seven and five is huge. And everybody better ball was game. kind of better bowl game too. I mean, let's be no, honest. You you get a better bowl game if you have that extra win. <clears throat> yeah, I think it's the difference in like potentially going to like a Duke's Mayo Bowl versus playing in the Birmingham Bowl, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's that's um that's a big, big difference. And we all love Duke's mayonnaise. So can't um uh, can't stress that. Enough. All right, let's give our final predictions for the week in just a moment, right here on Locked On Auburn. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at Eddie's Calzones. They're located at 130 North College Street in downtown Auburn. It's across from the new Target. You can't miss it. They've got all kinds of stuff, and it's all fantastic. Your specialty Calzones, your extra crispy wings. They've got a bunch of sides, including their loaded curly fries and tots. They've also got the coldest draft beer in town. So game day weekend, whether you're at home or on the road, you got to make Eddie's Calzones a part of it. And the greatest thing is they're up open until 4 a.m. And they'll deliver to you. So if you don't want to leave or you're a little juiced up, doesn't matter. Eddie's Calzones will bring all of this great food to you. They've also got weekly specials like two-for-one Calzones on Tuesdays, half-price wings on Wednesdays. They've got beer specials going on virtually all the time throughout the week. So uh, whether you're looking for something different for your stay-at-home tailgate or away game watch party, you just got to call our friends at Eddie's Calzones. You can find Eddie's on the web at eddiescalzonesauburn.com or give them a call at 334-329-5111 and keep up with their specials on Instagram, Eddie's Calzones Auburn. Eddie's, 
Calzones, wings, and beer open and delivering until 4 a.m. Today's show also brought to you by our friends at Jace Medical. What if I told you that you can get a one-year supply of any of your medications? I mean, that's a big, big deal. You don't have to worry about you know the, any sort of natural disaster or anything negative happening in your life because you can always rely on your stash to make sure you or your loved one remain healthy. Uh, go online right now, jacemedical.com. You can receive your 12-month supply of your daily medication. Just remember to use promo code LOCKEDON, one word, LOCKEDON at checkout for a discount. A verified customer said this about uh, about Jace. said, quote, I'm thankful for the service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut pills in half in order to take them. I order most of my daily meds within a year supply, and now I feel secure. So if you or someone you know wants to have that peace of mind by having a year supply of any daily medicine, head over to jacemedical.com. It's spelled J-A-S-E medical.com. And remember to use promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off your purchase. Daryl Daprich, our guest, prediction time. I've done a change of prediction that I said earlier in the week. I think I said like 27-17 or 27-20. I'm lowering the whole thing. I'm going 20-17 to 17 Auburn. I, I think field goals are going to be crucial in this game just because these offenses in the red zone, more specifically these, these defenses in the red zone, I'm expecting some red zone stops. And unless Auburn continues to be able to score from outside the red zone, I'm not really anticipating as much of that this week. I hope I'm wrong. So I'm predicting more field goals. So I'm going to go 20 to 17 in favor of the Auburn Tigers. Yeah, I've lowered mine a little bit too. I think Auburn gets in the mid-20s. <clears throat> I'm going to say 24-20. Auburn will win 24-20. to <clears throat> They'll have to hold on late with Arkansas having to go for a touchdown late field goal, not doing any good. So, mm -hmm. you know, Arkansas is going to have to score late and Auburn's defense holds and Auburn wins 24-20 to is my prediction. Yeah. <clears throat> and I love Auburn's special teams advantage in this game too. It's a very underrated aspect of what this team has done, not just McPherson, but Chapman's done a really good job punting the football and putting mm -hmm. Auburn in good position from a flipping the field standpoint. So I like Auburn's special teams, and I think uh, Keontae Scott on a punt return aspect could could break one as well or at least put them in good field position to lead to a score. Uh, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Do you think <clears> – so if Auburn's – I'm going to throw out a number. If Auburn scores 24 points against Arkansas, do you feel confident about a win? Yes. If they score 21, do you feel confident about a win? No. Okay. So the line somewhere between 21 and 24 to you. Yes. Okay. Got yep. it. Do you think it matters at all that Hugh Freeze won in Arkansas at Liberty last year? No. Do you think that matters at all? Does not. I don't think I don't, I don't think it matters. I mean, Brian Harson won the year before. We know what that coaching staff was about. Went on the road. Of course, that was with Bo Nix. And then last year same coach, and that was when it all came crashing down, when Auburn reached its lowest point of the season, and he got fired. So, yeah, I think from one year to the next, one coach to the next, yeah. different teams, different personnel. Now, I, do, does you Freeze feel confident going into Arkansas? Sure. But remember, he struggled with some Ole Miss teams going into Arkansas. Um, I think probably had a Western Division title snatched from him on a fluky play late against Arkansas one year. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Some kind of tied in, throw it over your shoulder crap down the sideline, if I'm remembering 
with my yeah. old age. I mean, we said <clears> the <throat> same thing about him historically not doing great in Vanderbilt too, and, and they looked True. okay last week. So, yeah, I mean, so that could, from year yeah. to year, does any of this stuff from really year to year, matter? The Who knows? Script can change exactly. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I, uh, I mean, it seems like this team feels pretty confident. It seems like this two-game winning streak has really ignited this locker room. Just talking to some of the kids. Um, on the team throughout this week, Daryl, which is great, but because I'm sure you could say the same thing about Arkansas. Like, man, that win felt good after losing so many straight. So I don't know, once again, if that really matters or not, but it is worth looking at. So give me, we've talked about special teams and offensive individuals. Who's a defensive guy that you think, okay, this guy is going to take the game over or make an impact? Because I'm, I'm thinking Jalen McLeod gets multiple sacks. On Saturday, yeah, you that, pick. That you is, pick. that is my prediction. I, I put all my chips on Jarquez Hunter last week. I'm going with Jalen McLeod this uh, this game. I could lie and say I was thinking of somebody else, but I don't need to do that and be misleading. I was thinking Jalen from the moment we talked about Arkansas's offensive line. <clears throat> I could not get Jalen McLeod's name out of my head. You know, like he did against Texas A&M. Last year when he was playing for App State, I could see him having a multi-sack game. I just feel it. The bend seems to be there, and I don't – KJ doesn't want to run it. He wants to pass it. So we'll see if he's able to do that. Another guy that I thought about saying was Marcus Harris. They feel better about – I think this Auburn defense likes the interior of Arkansas's offensive line and respects them more than the tackles. So that's why I scooted outside and went with Jalen McLeod. So I guess by the nature of that, Keldrick Falk also has a shot. We'll see. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. Cam Riley, the way that he's been blitzing and rushing the passer over the last few games, I would love uh, that wouldn't necessarily shock me. So I think there's a few dudes that could really step up and wreak havoc in the backfield. But I, uh, I think this is McLeod's game. I really do. Looking for Austin Keys to continue to impress and improve as well. This is game sure. three, and you Freeze and the coaching staff talked about <clears throat> what a difference he's made to their defense since yeah. he's come back. Yeah, yeah, and it's been fun to see like Nehemiah Pritchett and a lot of graphics as far as like yards allowed and things like that this week. So I, I feel good about the defensive backfield. It's just, I think if Auburn plays their best game and Arkansas plays their best game, I think Auburn wins. Right, just, that's all you could ask for. Make it about Auburn. Yeah, it's just which Auburn. Auburn team shows up them on the road, it's concerning just because outside of Vanda, we haven't seen it, but they haven't had a chance to show that in a few weeks. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Daryl, you and I will recap this game and have a new episode fresh on your feeds, whether it's on YouTube or your favorite podcasting app Sunday morning. But where else can they find you? Follow me on Twitter, DAP6410, Monday mornings uh, on the Auburn Network, Tuesday afternoon, various shows on the Auburn Network. And then not going to be able to do that tomorrow night or, or tonight, actually, but I'll be doing sure. more of the basketball reaction shows with you throughout the year. Yes, and a lot of people said, oh, my gosh, you know you do that. And I'm like, I said it like every show. But, yes, yeah. we're going live after every Auburn basketball game. We went live after Baylor. We'll go live tonight as well. So uh, read all of our written work at auburndaily.com, and we will see you on, I guess, later tonight after the Auburn basketball game. So until then, this has been Locked on Auburn. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. 
Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.